0: An ashamed Alcoholic Interview is with Britt Byrne, who you might remember from season 19 of The Bachelor with Chris Soules. Originally, I wanted to talk with Britt about her sobriety because she was sober during the filming of the show, but then I did a little digging and found out Britt has quite an interesting story of addiction, recovery, and sobriety. Today, we're going to talk about labels, calling oneself an alcoholic, as well as what alcohol can do to a relationship. If you hear some little baby cooing throughout this interview, that is Britt's lovely little daughter who joined us throughout. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Britt. Okay, so Britt, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk with you. Yeah, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Um, in it was 2017. You did a, a vlog on your YouTube channel called Addiction. That is that right? It was 2017. That sounds right to me. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who, if who's listening, who hasn't, um, seen that vlog on Brit's YouTube channel, I really recommend it because it's so, uh, it's such an honest and raw account of addictions and recovery and the, the path there. So I, I highly recommend that anyone who hasn't watched that to watch it. Um, in that video, you said you were coming up to one year sober. Do you still keep track of your sobriety time?
1: You know what's interesting? Um, I, I don't as much, but my husband actually does because <laughs> <laughs> I think for him, it's been such a radical change. Um, He's also just better with dates in general. Um, it's just the type of brain that he has. But I think for the people around me, it's actually easier because they kind of knew Brit before and Brit after and there's a very marked difference, you know? I mean, obviously there's some some through lines that stay the same, but I think that my interactions with people have changed so much, um, that I think people around me are more aware of like, you know, pre and post, um, than maybe even I am, you know? Right. So, so even though I haven't been keeping exact count, I'm it's, it's, I think it's like four years and some, that's wonderful. I think that's what, yeah. So, and that's this sobriety I had, you know, of course I went in and out a little bit yeah. before the course. Yeah. A few as, trial as runs. One does. <laughs>
0: we've all, we've <laughs> all had those trial runs, those testers.
1: Exactly. Uh, yes. That's a good way to put it. Exactly. You, but this time has been four and some.
0: That's great. And that's kind of hey. nice that you don't keep track of it too, because, you know, and, but other people do like how, how pleasant
1: that other people are part of that for you. That's so nice. Yes, right, right, right. Like Ger will be like, "Oh, it's your birthday," and I'm like, "Wonderful!" And I always joke, "I'm like, let's go out and get a drink." He's like, "No, have a drink to celebrate." That's always my terrible joke.
0: Um, you said that you really truly enjoy life so much and don't know, but also don't know when to stop, and that you, when you drank, you couldn't control yeah. it. I think so many people can relate to that. I, I tried to control yes. mine and moderate it, and said, "Oh, I'll only drink on the weekend,"
1: and then the weekend. Oh.
0: Tuesday
1: to Tuesday. (laughs) Totally. Or I'll only have two or I'll only have beer and wine or I'll only have as much as everyone else is having. So I'm the normal one or I'll only, yes, I'll only with dinner or I've had so many onlys and yet they were never really working for me. No. And it
0: doesn't last very long either. You know, it. it works maybe one, one weekend or one, one dinner and then it's right back, right back into it. Um, in your video, you got really emotional when you're talking about mm. your drink, uh, drinking out, drinking negatively affected relationships. Again, something like mm. can totally relate to. And so many people can relate to, um, I lost my relationship with my sister and I lost a best friend mm. as of my drinking. Um, oh, yeah. how, how would you say now, like your, your outlook or your approach to relationships in sobriety? What's the, what's the difference?
1: Well, honestly, I mean, I can, I can very truly say that I would not be married if it, if it weren't for, um, my sobriety. And I, and I say that with no exaggeration at all. Um, there was actually a time where, um, so Jeremy and I were dating and we'd been together for a while and I knew I was going to marry him. That's a whole other story, but I was totally (laughs) sure. Um, and I knew I loved him. I knew he was my soulmate and yet alcohol kept being a problem. Um, and I would always blame it on him as one does. I would always say you're judgmental or you're afraid or you're controlling or, you know, you don't know how to have fun. You don't like that. I'm free. You know, every excuse in the book, which I actually bought at the time. I thought I was being truthful. (laughs) I really thought it was his problem, of course. (laughs) Um, but it came down to, um, So there was this one party and I had done some ecstasy at the party and I, of course, was, you know, I I told Jerry I wasn't going to and then I was, you know, got all rebellious because I was drinking and I was like, he's not my dad, I get to do whatever I want. So I, (laughs) so I, you know, you know, Um, and so I did and then I didn't, I felt so much shame I couldn't tell him. And we didn't have lying in our relationship, but I lied. And, um, so number one, I was like, oh, wow, this is an issue that it's, it's something I have shame about and I'm lying. Mm -hmm. And then of course I had to tell him I couldn't keep the lie up. Like I just, am not a good liar. You know, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's eating me alive. So Mm -hmm. I told him. And, um, it was one of the biggest fights we ever got into. And it was, and we got to the conclusion it was because I was drinking. Cause I haven't done drugs in so long. I really said goodbye to that. And yet I was drinking and that makes me angry. And that makes me want to act out and all the other things. It just, it always leads to more. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about that and he just said, finally, so we were about to break up. This was the biggest fight we'd ever had. And it was just too much for him. It was just like, this is not what I want my life to be taking care of you, babysitting you, trying to figure out if you're lying to me. Um, <laughs> And I was just acting like a child. It, it was just keeping me so stunted to have this crutch in my life. And so we were about to break up. I remember we were in this park in LA, um, you know, having this breakup talk, which to me was death. Cause I love this man so much. Uh, Jeremy, I love him so much. Um, and I knew I was meant to be with him. And so he's sitting me down and he finally said, Um, and not even in a way that made it about me or that I was doing something wrong. He used I language and he said, Brit, I cannot be with you unless you're sober. And that wasn't, it wasn't pointing the finger. It wasn't saying you're bad. He's just saying for me, I can't do this. This, I just can't, I don't have the bandwidth. So he said, I can't be with you unless you're sober. And I remember we're sitting under a tree and it hit me like a ton of bricks, girl. I was like, what am I doing? And so then I'm faced with this decision is alcohol more important to me than this person that I love and and the destiny and the future we're going to have together. Right. And so I was forced with, I'm probably one of the hardest decisions in my life because, because I couldn't imagine a life without alcohol. I really couldn't. I had given up, I had given up drugs. Like I wasn't doing drugs frequently. I wasn't smoking weed anymore. I, you know, I'm trying to be okay in all these other areas. And yet alcohol was just what made me comfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how to be myself. I didn't know how to be alone with myself mm-hmm. or in groups with myself, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm sitting down and I bawled like a baby because I was like, I have to say goodbye to this thing that has been my best friend. Yeah. And, and I hadn't given it that much thought. I'd never articulated that way to myself because a lot of people drink and I hung out with people that drank. So I didn't yeah. feel like I was that weird. But when I had to grapple with laying this down, how painful that would be, right. it, destroying. I mean, I, I
0: coming in oh, between rela- a oh,
1: relationship. Yes. Oh yes. Ugly crying. Like you would not believe. And so I finally was like, okay, I have to do it. And that I never drank after that. Wow. I believed him when he said, I can't do this anymore. And I knew wow. I had to make, and that's honestly what it took. So to answer your question, um, my entire life is different relationally because a lot yeah. of people might find at that breaking point where my friends were like, we're tired of taking care of you. Ugh. We're tired of being worried when you go out. Um, you know, or we're tired of you having this other personality where, you know, yeah. just all these things. And, yeah. um, you're lucky my- you had
0: people say and say that, or bring that forward to you. Cause a lot of people, it just, they just disappear. They just go away, but you had the right. chance, right. You're given that chance. That's so yeah. powerful. That's what an yes. impact.
1: And so exactly. I'm like, what a mercy to me that I had a husband, well, yeah. a boyfriend at the time yeah, who was willing to, to stick it out with me and not say, okay, she's crazy. I'm just going to dump her. Like there's yeah. something else. And this is just, this is just a disease affecting her behavior right now, but I think she can conquer it. And I absolutely could. And our life is so much better. Our life is so much better because like the the tagline,
0: life is so much better. It's like, if only everyone knew, right. It's so much better. Yes. So much better.
1: Yes. And I am so grateful that he was able to see that as something outside of me. Coming against me instead yeah. of that was who I was. Right, um, right. I'm just forever grateful for that because so you just called me to a higher level for my life. Yeah, and not everyone's
0: um, capable of yeah. doing that. You're right. Like a lot of people would have walked away, but he—he's he, very he saw something different. Yeah.
1: Yes, um, I'm, I'm grateful.
0: <laughs> you were sober during the Bachelor. Um, Correct. Did Did you find that it was hard to be? I assume you were the only sober one during that because we, I mean, uh, we just assume that it's a lot of drinking that's going. We see a lot of drinking, but there is a
1: lot of drinking. (laughs) There is a lot of drinking. It's kind of one of those like, oh, it's eight a.m. You just woke up. Do you want a shot? You know. Why not? So I am very, again, so grateful that I that was actually a different sobriety for me. So that was a previous sobriety, which I thank the living Lord that I was not drinking on national television that is just the whole world can be grateful for yeah. <laughs> not have to see that um, because obviously it's a very high stress environment. Yeah. I, I honestly think it was the grace of God that I was sober at that time. So yeah, it, it helped me to be more um, just aware of what was going on. Um, not fully aware because there's a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes, which no right. one can know, but yeah. it helped me to be in control of my own um, decision-making. So right. I wasn't, Um, so I never would talk badly about someone else where I think if I was drinking and and a producer was telling me, Ooh, Hey, don't you think so-and-so is a such and such? I would probably be like, yeah, you know, whereas in my thinking sober mind, I was like, no, actually, I think you're trying to get me to say something nasty. I'm not going to do that. Right. Right. Uh, Et cetera, et cetera. There are many other examples, but being sober on that show. Yes. A gift.
0: Yes. And did you find that you were, did you find the other ones who
1: were drinking a lot? Did you face judgment because you weren't drinking? um actually you know what is so oh my gosh I just sorry I'm just looking down I have so much baby spit up all over my legs I didn't notice (laughs) that anyway mom life um so so um you know what it was it was not everyone was drinking and what was actually another grace to me another thing I was very grateful for is one of the producers was actually sober in program as well and so we really connected and he was very kind and gracious and would always kind of like I guess protect me. He felt almost like a little guardian angel. He would kind of just make it okay that I wasn't drinking. He would, he would come and bring me a drink without alcohol, or he would, you know, and so he really looked out for me in that way. So that was actually something I was very grateful for because again, the temptation is very, very strong. And for Mm -hmm. me, the high stress environment, you're not sleeping very much, you're constantly being interviewed and you know, kind of manipulated, and you're in these very odd situations over and over being on camera constantly intense um, definitely sounds intense if someone was pushing me I could have broken in that way now for me I actually acted out in some other addictions that I have which are related to eating and uh, stuff like that Mm -hmm. which we could talk about on another podcast but (laughs) the alcohol actually I felt very protected in that area so that was wonderful and I'm that's very great. again grateful for that yes I'm glad to hear
0: that I'm, I'm kind of surprised to hear that uh because I feel like that's Me. you know like you said it's such an invite It's in a, the environment itself it's like a whole other world than you know it's like you're in, yes. a, in, a, in a bubble a contained bubble there and that's uh, yes. I'm really I'm impressed to hear that that's it's good to hear when, when we were talking earlier um, before this, you were talking about sort of the label of alcoholic and, and, and talking about labels in general and that, you know, what your thoughts are around that. Can you explain to me a little bit on, you know, what you, how you see the use of labels like, like the word alcoholic?
1: Yes, totally. So um, as I was mentioning to you in our email, when you reached out um, I just misinterpreted what your whole goal was, which as you explained is totally different and very beautiful. I'm, I'm all for it, girl. <laughs> but I was um, just misinterpreting. I think that there was something um, that you were were wanting my story to kind of be one of feeling shame about right. calling myself an alcoholic in a meeting. Um, and for me, when I, when I was finally in AA, I, I actually didn't feel shame saying I'm an alcoholic. I felt so much release. I was like, oh my gosh, look at all of these brilliant people, like these beautiful men, beautiful women who are so successful and smart and awesome. Mm -hmm. And here they are being so vulnerable and saying all their problems. Like to me, I was like, this is awesome. You know, I felt so, uh, just overwhelmed with like, again, gratitude that people are doing this. I was like, this is amazing. And so when I would call myself an alcoholic in those rooms, I I didn't feel shame because there just wasn't shame in the room, Mm -hmm. which was part of what was so healing. And then for me, an even even deeper level of healing came when I, um, so I did AA first and I will always love AA. I think it's so awesome. It, the 12 steps are gold. They, I think every human should go through it, whether or not they have a drinking problem. It is just how to be a good human, how, to, forgive people, how to be of service, so how to get your own an crap and let go. It's, Absolutely, it's mm-hmm. Everyone should do it regardless <laughs> yeah. of whether you would call yourself an alcoholic or not. Um, but so that being said, showing up to AA meetings every day and calling myself an alcoholic, I felt actually started to diminish me <laughs> in a way. Hmm. I found that labeling myself as my disease uh, just kind of made me small. And I, and I eventually started thinking, but what if I'm more like, you know, and I, and I understand that they are aware that you are other things in other areas of your life. Of course, anyone would say that. And that, yeah. So I don't, I don't want to make it too silly, but or exaggerated but there is an element that I found actually disempowering to show up and say I'm an alcoholic I'm an alcoholic I'm an alcoholic if I stop going to meetings ever I will die if I don't show up you know what I mean and it almost felt a little culty to me yeah um and that was just my personal experience now again I want to be extremely clear that I think AA is amazing I know so many men and women whose lives have been absolutely transformed Mm -hmm. and who do believe that if they didn't go to meetings they would they would die or they would drink again. And and Uh I can't, I can't take their experience away from them at all. And I would never want to. Right. So just with that caveat for me, it started to feel not empowering to label myself that way. And so Uh Started going to Celebrate Recovery, which is another 12-step program. Uh, very, very similar. It's just a Christian-oriented one. So instead okay. of saying higher power, I would say Jesus, because that's okay. what I believe personally. So it was just more personal to me. Mm-hmm. But what I loved about the labeling aspect of Celebrate Recovery is, as you're going through the 12 steps, as you do the same thing, the meetings where you share, um, but instead during your share, instead of saying Brit alcoholic, mm-hmm. I would say I'm Brit, a grateful believer in Christ or, or a mom or, or all these things who is struggling with alcohol Interesting. Or, or who is struggling with narcotics or who is struggling with a sex addiction right. or who is struggling with XYZ, whatever anyone mm-hmm. is struggling with. Mm-hmm. And that to me, just actually, I think there's so much power in our words. And so for me to call myself, all of these other things that I think truly define who I was made to be instead of finding myself by something that is actually something coming against me, which is not me, right? Like alcoholism is not me. That is something outside of me trying to get my agreement and make my life a mess, Mm -hmm. but I don't have to do that. I don't have to agree with it. Mm -hmm. I can choose to be completely free from that. And I have for years as have you. And so for me, just the mental shift was very, very helpful. I just believe what we decree over ourselves has so much, there's just so much weight on it. I just feel a lot of weight on it. So for me, of course, in conversation, I will absolutely say, yeah, I'm an alcoholic or I have alcoholic tendencies or I was or whatever. I'll use that language and I don't have any problem with that. But just calling, calling, like calling myself to attention and saying, Hey Britt, do you want to label yourself that way every single day, every meeting? I'm an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm like, actually, no, I really don't want to give it that much power. I'd rather work on the solution or what's underneath, you know, and that's just one of the ways I act out that I actually don't have to continue doing. So does that make sense? Yes. And I really, I,
0: I think you explained it so well there. Um, I think it's a totally different look on it. You know, it's a totally different take on it. And then something, again, like that's why I'm, I'm doing this because you get to hear about different ways people um, are in recovery, but different ways, they perceive things different ways yeah. that they, that what works. I you mean, know, the bottom line is you're sober, right? Like that's to me, right. like that's, that's what it is. Like we're, we're, we're both sober and you, mm-hmm. you know, you're finding what works for you. You try different things. And I think that, you know, you, the way you look at it and it, because you want to feel good about it. About it, right? Like that's that's thing, like, and yeah. that's why I started doing this because I thought, like, I'm saying I'm an alcoholic, but I'm o- I'm only doing that in secret. I I, I don't like that. Um, I'm doing that in these yeah. things that are supposed to be secret and anonymous. Well, I don't want sure to, be, you know, that and that to me put on the the shame aspect or the stigma aspect of it. And I'm like, oh well, I don't want to feel this. Like, it's it doesn't define me, but I it is yes. it is me. So I want it. To, I want to be able to say it without it being like this shush shush, little secret hush hush only for this group because yes, a lot and- of people now are saying well why would you want to say I'm an alcoholic that's for the rooms well why can't
1: I you know oh, so- I love that and the thing is I love what you're doing in that it's breaking the stigma because the 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 big lie in everyone's head is I am so different. I'm the only broken one. Yeah, everyone else is having this Instagram filtered amazing life,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and and you know, two point five kids and da 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 da, and everything's perfect for them. And here I am, I'm bulimic or I'm an alcoholic or I. I, I want to cut myself sometimes or whatever it is. And they feel like they're the only one. And that is the biggest lie in the universe. And right. so for you to, I, I love that part of what you're doing. I think it's so cool. It's, it's very, very encouraging to me. Cause I think the more people just talk about, Hey, we're all struggling with little exactly. things. So you don't have to stay there.
0: Yeah,
1: It's yeah. like, that's freedom. The freedom comes. That's why those rooms are so powerful is because you're looking around like, <gasps> I am not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> crazy yeah. thought that I yeah. thought was only me. You have that thought too. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! You know, it's just so crazy. Exactly, so, and I think that's I what like what your you're think.
0: Well, I really appreciate that because sometimes it's just like, am I? You know, if I put myself out here, you know, if I gone too far, that like, guy. You want it to feel like it's for a reason. And just like when you saw that, you know, on your your vlog where you're so open and so honest, and um, you see in the comments, like I, I went through the comments and in, in that, and they're like there's almost 200 of them and they're all like, thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this. I feel the same way. I've been struggling with this too. And you just think like, that's it. That that's exactly why you want to be in, in sharing about this type of thing.
1: Totally praise God. And I'm just, I'm so in the same way. I just want to toot your horn and just say good for you because what stays hidden just can't get fixed. You know what I mean? You can't work on it. If you feel like you have to hide it and letting people, come to terms with like, Hey, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm working on some things and that's yeah. okay. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. We're moving towards it. You know, progress, yeah. not perfection. all the things. I'm Absolutely. Like, we just need so many voices doing that. And mm-hmm. you're reaching all the people in your sphere. And I, so anyways, right. big, big round of applause for you. I have my Thank baby you. in my hand, but I can't clap or else I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, and at the
0: end of your vlog, you said that the best thing someone can do is who's struggling is to tell someone. And yes. I think like, that's the best advice because you're, you're encouraging people to speak up just, you know, and, and as you've done, so, you know, you, you shared your story and you're encouraging others to do it too. And then you're helping me in doing this. So like, it's just, we're, we're, you know, hopefully just continuing to have some kind of effect in it. Like hopefully touches if, if I help one person in, in sharing their story or not feeling shame or stigma and talking about yes. it, then, then that's, I've done, I've done something.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, breaking the shame cycle by telling someone in your real life is so helpful. And I know, I mean, so many people would reach out to me, um, you know, privately with an email or a DM or something and be like, Hey, can you, you know, talk with me or pray with me? And so, um, I would always encourage them. I'd be like, I can, and I will be praying for you, but just telling me in secret is actually not going to break this thing. Right. You know, I was like, you need to find someone in your actual life that you can do life with over the, you know what I mean? That you yeah. can be accountable to like, Absolutely. how's it going? How are you doing today? Or like, when you're feeling depressed, have a girlfriend you can call. It's so important and you will feel so loved by them when you yeah. see that they don't turn away. Cause that's the other lie, is people believe because they believe everyone else has a perfect life. They think if I told them this thing, if they, if they knew I'm struggling with drinking, they mm-hmm. wouldn't want to be my friend. And that is just the biggest lie. And, and if that's true, you need new friends. Then we need to get some new friends because that's really sad. Yeah, exactly. But, but largely, largely, that isn't true. It's just this lie that tries to isolate people and keep them in their addiction. And so I always say, find someone in your real life that you can just walk yeah. alongside to freedom yeah. with, yep. you know, Absolutely. it's so powerful because then just, yeah, the shame falls away. Once you, once you see yourself as loved and accepted before you're perfect, yeah. the addiction almost takes care of itself because you're like, Oh. I don't ha- I'm not so ashamed. I, I and I'm, I'm not, not alone and
0: yeah, yeah. Me and that I'm not a I'm failure. Awesome. You know, we have this idea that there's yeah. like the the failure associated with, you know, that you've done, you especially when there's the term drinking problem. Well, yeah. you have a drinking problem it's a terrible way to, to a negative spin on it and that's what I'm just trying to do here is just change the way it is and like we sell like we're celebrating recovery We're we're talking openly about um successful sobriety we're talking you know it's when yeah. you say alcoholic people don't picture someone who's living a successful sober life it's it's a totally different image sure. I think most people
1: get so sure sure just and you to- know what else is very interesting is there's also this fake stigma that, that people that have um, addictions that are exterior, like alcohol, like drugs, like whatever, um, that that is somehow different or worse <laughs> than people who have a codependency problem or a love problem or an insecurity in some area. Yeah. They're all the same route, right? It's mm-hmm. us not feeling valuable or us, mm-hmm. not, us not being okay mm-hmm. and reaching for something for comfort. And to me, it's just as insidious if I can't wake up without going on Instagram, or if I can't, you know what I mean? All of these yeah. things are trying to steal from our joy and our freedom. And so I actually feel grateful that mine was exterior because I couldn't hide it and I couldn't get away from it. So I was forced to deal with it. And in doing so, I learned so much about myself and what my triggers are and why I'm doing this or that, or why I can't um, seem to function in these certain ways without alcohol. I had to really dig deep and like, where did that come from? Yeah. Why am I that way? And yeah. So I just always encourage people. I'm like, even if it's not alcohol, it's not something exterior, dig deep. And what, what is the thing that, that is, that is, um, you know, not positive that you can't live without. Cause if we yeah. all have them and the more we can get in touch with what they are without shame. As you're saying, it's just the more we get to learn about ourselves and it's so healthy. So I actually feel grateful that it was alcohol because girl, I was not able to hide that one. So I had to work on myself, which you know, and I, I, that's what I say
0: too, I'm grateful I wound up having this because it, it put me into all that work in recovery, the 12 steps. And, and I'm just like, like you said, everyone should do these because you become like, you find out so much about yourself and you find out like who you really are and all these things that are just, it makes you a better person. Like, so like you said, everybody should be taking part in this kind of work. It's, it's so beneficial.
1: Yes, 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 exactly. I agree. I agree.
0: Well, I really, really, really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Your your energy and like good vibes are contagious. Like I just, oh. you're, you're so kind.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having doing
0: this. Oh, my pleasure. I'm really. I, I'm. I think you have a really inspiring uh, story. I think touches on so many different aspects. And you know the the way you look at um, the the sobriety and recovery and the use of labels and everything. I think you know you're gonna have an impact on a lot of people who are going to hear that and and hear themselves in that. So like you said, the the better, the more we share, the better
1: it is. Amen. And you know what? I just, I bless you in what you're doing too. I just may it go forth into the world and may (laughs) a lot of people hear messages like yours and even your message specifically because it's very powerful and it's important. And there is just nothing more captivating than someone telling their life story. And so I just, I pray that your podcast blows up and you get tons of interesting people. I love what you're doing. I love your heart to set people free because there's nothing in it for you. And it's yep. doing it because you feel freedom and you want other people to have it. So absolutely. Really cool. So bless you so much. And thanks for reaching out. My pleasure. Thanks for doing this. All right. <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with Britt. Her positive energy and supportive nature are just contagious. Not to mention she was super gracious when one of my kids decided to interrupt this interview as well. What I took away from this story is that no one's journey is the same, and people have many, many different perspectives in sobriety. If we can take the time to listen to other people's journeys, maybe we can take some of it away and incorporate it into our own. Thanks for listening. See you next time.